helping CEOs and business leaders discover the energy to perform exceptional brilliance and positively impact the lives of those around them. Be inspired by world leaders, game-changing influencers, and next-level gurus. This is the Active CEO Podcast, where the ordinary don't belong. And now your host, CEO and founder of Energy to Perform, international speaker and leadership performance coach, Craig Johns. Kia ora, hi, I'm Craig Johns, and this is episode 83 of the Active CEO Podcast. We are decoding a segment of breaking the CEO code, the future of leadership performance. And today we're talking about phase two of breaking the CEO code called performance. We will cover the three P's of the leadership performance formula. Before you do that, let's do a quick recap on phase one, which was foundation, which we covered over the past five episodes of breaking the CEO code on the Active CEO podcast. Now they are exercise daily and how that enhances leadership performance. Fuel your body with the right food, free your mind, and the fourth one, recover with purpose. So these four components are the fundamental non-negotiable building blocks to determine how high your performance ceiling is. Your talent will only set your minimum height Whereas exercise, nutrition, mind and recovery and all the benefits that come with it will determine how high you can raise your ability to perform at your absolute best. So talent sets the performance ceiling and then uh, the four basic fundamentals. So that was exercise, nutrition, mental side of things and recovery, then raise the roof, so to speak. So let's look at you know the three P's of the leadership performance formula. So phase two is performance, as we mentioned, of breaking the CEO code, there's six phases. So the three P's of leadership performance is all about CEOs and leaders scheduling their recovery and rest. And it provides their ability to bring their energy and direct their full attention on every personal interaction and develop high performance habits. So the three components of this are CEO periodization, CEO presence, and CEO performance. Now in the leadership performance formula, it is periodization plus presence plus performance equals your leadership performance level. So we're gonna delve into that a little bit more today. So let's talk about CEO periodization first. And this is something that is new to the market no one's done this before and it comes, it's been born out of what happens in the athletic world. And even before then, it was the way they catalogued books uh, in, in libraries, etc., as well. So periodization or CEO periodization is all about uh, how we proactively look at rest and recovery uh, in amongst how we integrate our stress and workloads in our life. Because if we don't plan the recovery, we will leave it till it's too late. So we wait till we're tired, we wait till we're sick, and or we wait till we've done 11 months of work before we take a holiday. So it's really important that we look at how we plan that from a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, and even career-wise. So it's really fascinating how you can approach CEO periodization. So what it's all about is we start with having a three to one work to rest ratio. So the first three weeks we can look at, so for instance, if, if we look at this from a month point of view, 
So we break it down into those four one-week blocks. The first three weeks you know, can be really intense or have high workloads, and you generally tend to travel a lot. Uh, you might be working on some pretty big projects. Uh, you may have quite a lot of meetings that are scheduled in there. But then what you wanna do is on that fourth week is balance that out by scheduling no meetings, uh, scheduling no travel, you want to, you can potentially work less hours. You know, if you've got children, you might be able to knock off at three o'clock and go and spend some time with them. Uh, you may, may even play golf on a Wednesday or go for a massage or, you know, just take a break and go for a walk somewhere. And, you know, spend more time with those people that are really, really important to you. Uh, because very easy, especially when you get into projects and you're really passionate about work, the work that you do, it's easy just to keep going and going and going. Now, if we look at that from a daily point of view, you know, on a, from a day, if we say, you know, you can't just work eight, nine, 10 hours straight, right? So you need to look at how long can we go before our energy reserves start to drop off, how our attention span starts to decrease, uh, our cognitive ability and the function of our brain slows down. So there's been a bit of work on this, but in, in general, all the different research that's come out, it works on a three to one work to rest ratio. Now, you're not always gonna be able to do that. You might have to go uh, a five to two or a six to one. Um, but generally, you wanna keep it at that three to one ratio. So if you do have to work a longer period of time, so say it's longer hours or longer days or longer weeks or longer months, um, before you the rest period, the longer the rest period needs to be. So you gotta always factor that in. The longer you work or the harder you work, the greater the recovery that you need to perform at your best. So if we go into a daily one, a lot of the research looks around, around about the average of 52 minutes before we start losing attention and productivity and performance drops off. And if you do that, then you need about 17 minutes of uh, recovery time. You know, it might be going for a walk, it might be a distraction from the work that you're doing, it could be going stretch, uh, it could be switching to another task that doesn't re require lots of focus and stress load. And it's better balance that out. Okay, so it, an easy way might be that you need to have a break uh, every hour of between sort of around that 10 to 15 minutes um, where you've just got to disrupt what you're doing and then come back into it and then you're able to perform at a higher level. So we caught up and see this with people who used to take a smoko break. Um, so really bad for you, obviously going out for a smoke. Uh, and we see people do this with coffee as well. They'll go out and grab a coffee. They actually take a break. And so what, especially the smoking, really bad for you, right? But however, they were doing something good for themselves at the same time, but they're giving themselves a mental break away from the work that they were doing. So they're able to refocus again. So I wouldn't recommend that one. Coffee is not too bad. However, you can't do that all day. Uh, and coffee is also dehydrated. So you need to make sure you're replenishing with lots of water if you are drinking coffee. Uh, so you just need to think about, okay, how can we break that day up? So for those who don't drink coffee and don't smoke, tend to work discontinuously and go, 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 go all day. So we've got to make sure that we put those breaks in. Now, if we uh, look at this over a year point of view, you might look at breaking it down into three month blocks. And so you might do 10, you know, nine to 10 weeks of really full on work. And then you'll probably schedule three to four weeks that are a little bit more relaxed and, and a little lower the stress lows down. So you don't need to be going full tilt the whole time in that fourth month of, or third month. 
um, 30, the last three weeks of the 12 weeks and try and just reduce it down. Now, I can do this over a career basis as well. And a real good friend of mine, um, Anne Gripper does this extremely well. And she's the only person I've seen do this where she takes on a role for five years and then will have a complete year off. So she's looking at the longevity of her career and how she can continue to show up, turn up, be passionate, with, be driven with clarity and precision and have the performance she needs uh, when she's in that leadership role. So what she did on her year off, she's done three of them now, she's on to her fourth cycle, is one, she studied her master's. The second one, she set up a philanthropy uh, foundation. And the third one, she cycled the world. So she was able to, she was productive in those times, but she was able to, you know, take a, what some people would call sabbatical, uh, but she's been able to do it on a regular basis. So she knows exactly how much time she's got to create an impact, and then she recovers, and then she looks for a new opportunity to give impact to the world as well. So that's uh, CEO periodization. Now, to determine how you, in the formula, to, to work out what your rating is for the CEO periodization, what we do is we've got a performance oscillation graph. So performance oscillation is where we measure you know, stress loads and recovery, and we look at how that transcends over time. So if you've got lots of stress and workload, then you're, and say we've got uh, on the left side of the performance oscillation, so on a graph, you've got performance and energy. So your performance and energy will start probably high at the beginning of a year, or beginning of a project, and then along the bottom you've got time. So as you go along, when the work and stress load goes up, the, uh, the bar on the graph or the, the line on the graph drops down. So your performance will be dropping down. And then when you have some recovery and rest, it will start to come back up again. Now, so for that CEO periodization rating, you need the average of your, your line graph. So the ups and downs, so how that's transferring over the year. So what your performance is doing is the average performance and that number out of one to 10 is what you use for your leadership performance formula. So it's out of one to 10, it's the average of your performance is the number that you need. Now the second P of the leadership performance formula is all about CEO presence. Now this is how you evolve your communication, influence and performance to positively impact humans. So what we are talking about here is how do you turn up and show up? Are you delivering high level of energy and performance and you've done the planning for it every time you interact with someone is there a purpose to what you are doing so are you present and in that moment when you need to be to make that sale uh, ensure that you're you inspire your staff members to get a sign off on a major project uh, to seal a deal in a collaborative environment so these are the big moments that you need to be there. And what we see quite often is that a lot of CEOs and leaders will go from one meeting to the next meeting to the next meeting, and they don't really spend much time on the planning aspect or on the debrief aspect, and most importantly, the actual performance they're gonna deliver and how they're going to deliver that message when they're in those meetings or communication times. So how can you ensure that you stay focused, that you're able to hold your attention, that you're able to positively impact the people you're connecting with is really, really important. 
So if you think about it, when you walk into a meeting, you wanna raise the energy in the room and you wanna see people lean in. If you don't get that feeling, then you haven't, you're not ready. You haven't approached it effectively. So for some CEOs and leaders, they may need to look at actually reducing the number of meetings that they have and actually putting some time in and focusing on because it's all about the pre-brief and the debrief that really makes the, a, a meeting or an interaction work really, really well. So in the presence aspect, we're obviously looking at verbal and non-verbal communication. We're looking at body language. We're looking at the energy that you bring to the table. So there's a few different aspects in there that you need to focus on. And you need to remember that uh, only about 7% of the messages connect with people are from content, so from verbal communication. The remaining 93% comes from your body language, your tonality. Um, so it's all about, some ways, the performance of what you're doing here. But are you actually present and are you relatable to the people that you're connecting with? So to develop your CEO presence, it's all about rating your ability to stay focused, hold people's attention, raise their energy, and ensure that you deliver your message with purpose and clarity. And you want to be able to rate that out of one to 10. So that scale there, it's your perception of where you're currently at and what is that number out of one to 10. And then you add that to the number from CEO periodization. So CEO periodization, plus CEO presence. The third one is CEO performance, which is all about developing the strategies, routines, and habits to enable your peak performance state. So this is all about high performance habits and, and also trying to remove those unwanted contamination, negative influences in your life. So, when we think about this, it is all about what are the habits that you can create that increase your energy, they improve time management, they allow you to reflect often and effectively, improve your health and curiously grow. Like we wanna make sure that you're constantly curious, enhance your proximity and positively influence others. So how, what type of habits can you have? Um, so habits might be setting a routine that you get up and you exercise for 30 minutes every morning. Um, you have a digital sunrise or sunset. So your phone, you don't touch your phone for social media or calls or emails or browsing, uh, say before 6 a.m. in the morning and after 8 p.m. at night. So you're giving your brain a chance to recharge and re-energize because when you are constantly scrolling through information or you're learning all the time um, or you're answering emails or you're just consuming lots of information, your brain is turned on and it is firing all the time. Now our brains are not designed for that. So it's really important that we set those digital sunrise sunsets. Other performance habits might be taking a deep breath before walking into a meeting or answering a question. It could be also ensuring that you set boundaries so that work is at work and home life is at home. So you don't cross those stresses over. You're able to define the boundary and the cue to switch between the other. Uh, it, you know, performance habits might be around making sure that you get eight hours sleep a night or, or nine hours sleep a night or seven, whatever is most appropriate for you. It could be about the foods you eat and ensuring you're staying hydrated. 
So to develop your CEO performance number in the leadership performance formula, it's all about adding your number of positive performance habits and then taking away your negative habits. So that number can range between one and maybe 100 if you have that many performance habits and not that many negative habits. Now, we have to be really honest when we make that uh, when we determine that number because it's quite easy for people to overestimate how many performance habits they really have and forget how many negative habits they have. So you've got to go deep down here and to really take a look at it and go, what things did I do today that are actually going to enhance my performance and what things didn't I do well? All right, then you add that to your CEO periodization score out of 1 to 10 and your CEO present score out of 1 to 10 uh, and then you get a number, which is going to range anywhere from probably 30 to uh, 100 potentially, or if you're not in a such a great performance state at the moment, it might be less than 20. So the goal is to compare it against yourself and how can you constantly grow and improve over time? Uh, and you should be trying to look at, okay, how can I improve it by one more? So can I take my score, my leadership performance level score from... 28 to 29 over the next week. How can I then go from 29 to 30? So it's constantly looking at how you can improve. So that is the leadership performance formula. So a CEO periodization plus CEO presence plus CEO performance, which equals your leadership performance level. So hopefully you got some great tips out of that. What we're going to do over the next uh, three episodes is actually break those down even more. So we're going to go deep dive into CEO periodization in the next episode. The following one will go deep dive into CEO presence and the third one will go into CEO performance. And along the way, we'll give you some stories so you can connect with it and see how it works in, in a real life situation uh, and how you can make a positive change to the way that you impact people. So I hope you enjoyed that uh, the, today's session around the three P's of the leadership performance formula uh, and in, in, encourage you to take a, a look at the white paper that we have on the Energy to Perform website and which will give you more information around CEO periodization, CEO presence and CEO performance. So this is the uh, another episode of Breaking the CEO Code on the Active CEO Podcast. So that's it for today. Uh, I wish you a great week and we look forward to uh, having you tune in to the next episode, which will be a, we will be discussing with an active CEO leader. This is the Active CEO Podcast, where the ordinary don't belong. Join the Active CEO movement by visiting www.nrgtoperform.com. That's N-R-G number two perform.com. Share this podcast on LinkedIn and be sure to tag in NRG to perform. Leave a review on iTunes. Drop us a line with your feedback and questions and connect with us on the NRG to perform Facebook and Instagram pages. Be sure to check out the next Active CEO podcast where the ordinary don't belong.